What is Shaking Fire Nation? JLD here with an audio masterclass on how to become a self-reliant entrepreneur. To drop these value bombs, I have brought John Jance of Duck Tape Marketing. He's a marketing consultant, speaker, and the author of the book, Duct Tape Marketing, The Referral Engine, Duct Tape Selling, The Commitment Engine, and SEO for Growth. In Fire Nation, today we're going to be talking about what it means to actually be a self-reliant entrepreneur, how you can remain true to your entrepreneurial dream and not spend your time making others' dreams come true, and how to get back up and start all over again after you fall. And trust me, Fire Nation, we all fall in so much more as soon as we get back from thanking our sponsors. Getting your sales copy and funnels just right can be difficult, but with ClickFunnels' new One Funnel Away Challenge, you can have everything up, running, and optimized in just 30 days. Join the next One Funnel Away Challenge for just $100 at eofire.com slash funnel. That's eofire.com slash funnel. Growing businesses need qualified candidates, and qualified candidates can be a challenge to find. Lucky for us, ZipRecruiter makes it simple, fast, and smart. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. John, say what's up to Fire Nation and share something interesting about yourself that most people don't know. Hey, what's up, Fire Nation? And John, thanks for having me yeah. back. I think we were talking about this is my third visit to uh, Fire Nation. Third so. time's a charm, John. Not the one and two weren't, but this is definitely the charm. <laughs> there are a few people that know this, but probably not many of your listeners. Um, when I was growing up, I was I was certain I was going to be at a, a rock and roll musician. Huh. Um, I played the guitar, sang, was in a couple bands, and you know, played in college actually in bars and that kind of thing. And then just uh, life happened, and that dream didn't 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 come to fruition. But I still mm, two or three times a year play like an open mic or something like that too to 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 just kind of keep it there. But uh, it doesn't show up in my work too often. Well, keep the dream alive because I mean, look at Bradley Cooper. I mean, that guy kind of yeah. just sat around, was just an actor his whole life. Then all of a sudden, I mean, now he's like an amazing singer and he could come out with as many hits as he wanted to. You know, and I actually saw an interview with, um, they were talking about making of that movie. And uh, I, I guess he actually learned how to play the guitar right. pretty well. <laughs> pretty amazing. Uh, Fire Nation, it's literally never too late if you have a passion, goal, you have the heart for it. I mean, there was also a podcast interview, I think it was a pretty big episode on like Freakonomics, where this woman had a horrendous voice. I'm talking not even karaoke good, like she was off key, and but she just had this dream to be like this opera-like singer, and she recorded herself over a year, getting singing lessons, of course. By the end, you literally could not tell at the end of that year of training the difference between like a professional opera singer, the quote unquote natural talented ones and her. She was amazing. So what do you want to become amazing at Fire Nation? It's there for you. But as I mentioned in the intro, we're here to talk about how to become a self-reliant entrepreneur. And John literally wrote the book on this topic. So we're going to be going into some of really the finer points of this really creation that he has put forth into the universe. And just starting off with right away at the top, 
What does it actually mean, John, to be a self-reliant entrepreneur? Sure. So that is the title of my latest book. And it is it borrows from Ralph Waldo Emerson's uh, essay that many people are familiar with. Uh, the essay was self-reliance. Um, and, and for me, you know, it took me 30 years to maybe learn this, but I, I think it's many things. I mean, in a way, it's it's someone who believes that their life is a work in progress, first off. Um, but I think for a lot of entrepreneurs, it also means that we have to come to trust ourselves and our unique gifts you know, so much that, that we're able to follow our dream without fear of what other people think. There's so many people, you know, in many cases trying to say we can't do that. We shouldn't do that. You know, you, you were supposed to be a doctor or you were supposed to be this. So we've got to come to a level just to fully, you know, trusting ourselves. Uh, then I think it comes, you know, once you get out there, you know, I think it, it means that you're going to search you're, you're going to experience things. You're going to, you know, try things that maybe don't seem right for you or don't seem familiar with you because that's really, I think that's how purpose finds us. Um, instead of sitting in a room and, and trying to, you know, draw up what, what purpose means to, to us in our business. And then I think kind of the, there's like four things, but the, the third thing really is that it, it means we're going to be uh, completely resilient. Things aren't always going to go our way, um, but it's how we reframe them to be an experience, you know, that's going to guide us and that we're going to learn from uh, as opposed to, oh, I failed or I shouldn't do that or that, you know, that, that wasn't the right thing for me. And then the last thing, and some people come to this uh, later in life, but um, I, I think a self-reliant entrepreneur really is very focused on the impact uh, that they're having with their business. You know, who, the, the one or hundred or thousand people's lives who are going to be better because we did this thing, because I, I think that those, you know, those elements uh, thrown together, trust, purpose, resilience, and, and impact uh, really kind of sum up uh, the, the entire package of, of a successful entrepreneur. Fire Nation, so many value bombs were dropped. I want to go over a few of the key ones I was jotting down while John was rapping there. Number one, believe that your life is a work in progress. You have to realize that, Fire Nation. You're not like born this finished piece of art. You are a work in progress, whether you're four or 14 or 40, like me. I just turned 40 years old this year, you know, or 80. I mean, it never literally ends. Your life is a work in progress. And trust yourself and your unique gifts. And I think that's a key thing, that unique gifts part, because you do have a unique gift, Fire Nation. So please, please, please stop caring what the heck other people are saying, what the heck other people think you should do, the pressures that you're getting put on by outside sources, because that leads to one single result, and that is regret. I mean, I cannot echo Gary Vaynerchuk enough about going to retirement homes and having conversations with individuals there. You will have conversation after conversation of, I became X because my mother or my father or so-and-so wanted me to do so, and man, I just wish I had done Y. Like, that's regret, and that's so sad, because at that stage, you know, you are running out of time. You are like really running out of that time to go after that unique gift. And then I just loved how you talked about resilience. We're going to get more into that in a little bit. But Fire Nation, I want to end this with what impact are you going to be having with this business, with your unique gift? I mean, why not make it an area that you're actually passionate about? If you're going to have this impact, have it be in an area that you're passionate about that's going to bring out the true flavor and fire of that unique gift. So, John, you just kind of really killed it with that. I went back over some things that I found were definitely most compelling to me and for Fire Nation. So if we're going down this path of being a self-reliant entrepreneur, 
But of course, these outside influences are pushing us left, pushing us right. Other things are happening. How can we remain true to our entrepreneurial dream? I think the first step in that really is to understand um, how little we actually can control. (laughs) Because I think we get knocked off a lot and a lot of stress is caused by believing that we can control what other people do or say or think or that we can control whether it's not going to whether it's going to rain today or especially in Puerto Rico rain's coming whether we like it or not um and and I think that once entrepreneurs and and a lot of this comes from experience but once once entrepreneurs realize the only thing we are in charge of the only things that we can control are how we show up and how we respond to everything that goes on around us and to us and with us. And, and I I think sometimes releasing all that other stuff actually frees you up to enjoy the, the experience, um, every single day. I I just, uh, was listening to something today and they talked about an Albert Einstein uh, quote that I'm, I'm sure your listeners are familiar with that there's really only two ways to go through life. You can see, um, nothing as a miracle, or you can see everything as a miracle. And I think that, that if, if we take that attitude and just say, look, this is, this is what I have control over. This is, you know, where I'm going to, to, you know, spread my joy and happiness and I'm going to release everything else. And it doesn't mean you don't have a dream or you don't have a destination, but where we get so knocked off, I think is, you know, trying to control exactly how it's going to happen. So fire nation, we cannot control everything. And John, you're just so right. I see so many people just stressed out about every single facet of their life. Everything that can go wrong or does go wrong, they're like, oh, but if I had done this or if I had done that, that energy, that bandwidth, you can't get that back, Fire Nation. And guess what? You can't control in the first place. There's only so much we can control. And I loved that phrase. We can control how we show up and how we respond. So Fire Nation, how are you showing up in life? How are you showing up in life? And then how are you responding to those situations that are coming up? So John, I want to really talk now about how to get back up and start over after we fall. Because as I told Fire Nation in the intro, you're going to fall. We fall. I fall. John falls. We have future falls in our, we have falls in our future, period, end of story. And guess what? John's going to get up. I'm going to get up. You're going to get up, Fire Nation, if you're listening to this concept, if you're taking this in, if you're really absorbing these words. So, John, if you have anything you kind of want to close down about remaining true to your entrepreneurial dream, and then let's move into how we're getting back up after we fall. Well, I think these two, the the answer to this really goes um, hand in hand for really both of those ideas, the remaining true and then, you know, getting back up because getting back up is how you remain true. Um, All all the research on on kind of positive thinking uh, suggests that uh, really successful people, you know, entrepreneurs, whatever we want to call them, have an ability to to reef. To, to look at things and and frame them not as globally but as specifically. So in other words, instead of when something happens, um, people that are very resilient and very successful typically say, you know, don't say, oh, see, I failed. <laughs> it didn't work. I'm dumb. You know, all the things that, that, that people do. Um, instead, they look at it and say very specifically, this thing didn't work. 
you know, why, <laughs> you know, or what are we going to learn from it so that we can then, you know, take it and do something different with it. And I think that's, that's the real big difference. I mean, obviously there are, there are times when things don't work out that fail that, you know, that have huge consequences. Um, but, but 90% of the time it's just recalibrate, recalibrate, recalibrate. Um, and, and I think that that's, that's where, you know, again, this idea of control comes in because so often, uh, the way people are framing something they see as a failure is based on their past. It's based on like, oh, you know, that didn't work out last time either. <laughs> so it's probably not going to work out this time. Um, and and we literally, you know, by having that kind of stressing about the past and the future, I mean, we literally create the future um, by doing that. And so uh, the ability to look at everything as just an experiment and another learning and, you know, now, you know, let's let's have the uh, let's have the the smarts, you know, to get up and figure out how to recalibrate. Um, to me, is is you know the the name of the game. I mean, a, anybody that I think has been around for any amount of time um, has has either mastered or come to terms with that skill. Fire Nation, use this statement. This did not work. Why? Just identify things when they don't work. Don't try to, you know, pretend that they worked when they really didn't. You know in your gut and your intuition and your heart and your soul when something is actually working. And you know when it's not. So when it's not, step back and say why. Because we are in a life of living and learning. And I loved how you kind of use that word multiple times, John, recalibrate. So I want to kind of echo that again. Live and learn and then recalibrate Fire Nation because guess what? Life is one big experience, one single big experience. And if we can realize that, that it's one big experience, that it's one big experiment, then we're going to be okay when things fall, when things fail, when we struggle because it's an experiment that didn't work out. We learn, we try something new, and we do it again, and we experiment again. 10,000 plus times, you know, did it take Edison to find the correct filament for the light bulb? Like if he had just said, oh, didn't work the first time, it's over, like who knows where we'd be right now? Like let's just realize it's one big experiment. And Fire Nation, we're going to talk, this might be, seem a little off topic, but you're going to see how John ties this in about little known women authors from the mid 19th century. We're going to actually talk about the role of the mind, body, and spirit in your entrepreneurial journey. And then nature's example of how we can live a joyful life as soon as we get back from thanking our sponsors. There are a lot of challenges we face as entrepreneurs, like finding the right hires. Lucky for us and for Jesse Cole, Zip Recruiter makes hiring simple, fast, and smart. Jesse is the owner of the Savannah Bananas, a minor league baseball team. He was looking for a director of fun, someone to lead the Bananas fan experience, videography team, community outreach, and entertain a packed stadium. Jesse knew it wouldn't be easy to find that kind of talent. That's why he tried Zip Recruiter. Zip Recruiter's Ability to send his job to over 100 job boards made his nationwide search fast, easy, and effective. Jesse says, as we continue to grow, for every hire, we'll go to ZipRecruiter. It was so unbelievably easy to use. And Jesse isn't alone. Four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. And right now, you too can find the perfect candidates by trying ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter com slash fire. Once again, ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. 
Online funnels can be intimidating. They require setup and technical aspects you might not be familiar with. But what if I told you that you can build an online funnel from scratch and get it live in just 30 days? With the One Funnel Away Challenge from ClickFunnels, you really are just 30 days away from getting your funnel live. Here's how it works. Join the next One Funnel Away Challenge at eofire.com slash funnel. Every day you'll receive a mission to complete, each mission being a step in the process of creating, building, and launching your funnel. Get ready to rock your funnel with a trifecta training approach, daily training, live coaching, and accountability from day one through day 30. Complete the task given to you every day for 30 days, and by the end of the 30 days, you should have a funnel that is live and ready to generate leads and sales. Join the next One Funnel Away Challenge for just $100 at eofire.com slash funnel and get daily training, live coaching, and accountability from day one through day 30. That's eofire.com slash funnel. So John, we're back and I had that tease before the break that seems a little off topic, but you're going to be tying all this in together like the stud that you are. So talk about little known women authors from the mid 19th century and how that is relevant in today's conversation. Yeah, John, I have absolutely no idea where you got that question from. (laughs) Are you serious? No, I'm teasing. (laughs) It was so left field though that I, you know, it was believable. I am completely Uh, keeping that in this. I was in shock when you said that. I was like, (laughs) what did my virtual assistant do now? (laughs) (laughs) So it it would probably be really helpful to frame up kind of the format of, of the book, the self-reliant entrepreneur. So uh, what I did is I wanted to write a daily book of, I mean, it's almost like a devotional. So, um, every day you get a new idea. Um, and it's calendar, you know, so November, December, all the way through the months. Um, and every day starts with a reading from some of what I think is still to date, it's stood the test of time, the best entrepreneurial writing uh, that was ever produced. And it was a, it was the mid 19th century. Uh, it was kind of the first countercultural period in America. We were on the cusp of the Civil War. Women were marching to get the right to vote. We were trying to abolish slavery. So all of a sudden you had this outpouring of, of writers writing about, you know, hey, we, we need to think for ourselves. You know, we don't have to listen to the preacher or our parents or the politicians. You know, we we have to follow our own path of what's true for us. And it wasn't just, you know, overt writing like a lot of people are familiar with Thoreau and Ralph Waldo Emerson. Um, all the e- even throughout fiction, I think, at that time. So a lot of the books that we were all asked to read, The Scarlet Letter, Moby Dick, Little Women, the protagonists all of a sudden were now very self-reliant as well. And so to me, I felt like that was just a, such a rich vein to mine for a book that that really was trying to present kind of inspirational ideas for entrepreneurs. So back to your original question, <laughs> <laughs> it was it was important for me to represent um, as many women's voices in this book as 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 men, really, um, which was actually a tough feat because, you know, at that time period, a lot of um, women's writing was was did not, you know, really given a showcase. And so there are a lot of writers that I found that uh, some of your listeners and, and even, you know, folks that you know, went and studied liberal arts in college <laughs> might not be familiar with. And so, you know, folks like Willa Cather, most people are familiar with um, Louise May Alcott, but, uh, uh, Elizabeth Cady Stanton, I mean, Margaret Fuller, these were some real rebels, um, because they were, first off, they were, you know, they were fighting completely in a man's 
world um, trying to get you know the right to actually vote you know not let's let's not even talk about equal rights but you know just like a a, a simple you know right these were kind of some revolutionaries and I think I think entrepreneurs are very much uh, rev- revolutionaries in their own sense in many cases we're trying to we're trying to right some wrong we're trying to change some little you know inconvenience you know that's out there in the world we're trying to help others and lift others up and so you know I think we're, a lot of times we are doing things that you know are are uh, you know you might not call it revolutionary <laughs> but I think in many cases uh, uh, we are. Um, so I'm going to read January 14th. I pulled out just a real quick quote from Willa Cather. And some people might be familiar with her because her books, O Pioneer and Song of the Lark were, you know, kind of things that we were uh, given in school. But I just turned to a page real quickly. You can't sit on the bank and think about it. You have to plunge. That's the way I've always done it. And it's the right way for people like you and me. There's nothing so dangerous as sitting still. You've only got one life one youth, and you can let it slip through your fingers if you want to. Nothing is easier. Most do that. Again, an example of, you know, some of the uh, entrepreneurial self-reliant writing uh, that that just runs through this entire vein uh, of literature. I think I just heard a mid-19th century mic drop, if that's even possible. Like, I don't <laughs> quite know what that would sound like, but if it was, then that's exactly what it would sound like. And I mean, Fire Nation, this is what I love is that we can really just draw from so many different areas in our life. We can draw from you know, a video that I'm going to release today on Facebook about motivation, inspiration, and resilience, whatever it might be, or from a writing from the 1850s, the 1250s. I mean, I'm really getting into stoicism and like really diving deep into that. I mean, there's some stuff there, you know, from way, way back in the BCE eras. And it's just crazy that not a ton has changed when it comes down to it as far as the struggles that we as humans are going through mentally, physically, et cetera. So anything you want to wrap up here, John, with the women authors before we move on to the role of the mind, body, and spirit? One of the things that was amazing to me, and I think it, I think to your point, is so much of this, I would read these things and go, wait a minute, that was written 150 years right. ago? You know, because they, 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 you know, we've got all this technology that we're blaming now and saying that that's like new and that's different. And, but the human condition is the human condition. And, you know, we've got all these other things that are causing distractions, maybe uh, that we can, you know, kind of blame it. But it's really not the technology. It's our use of it. Um, and, and so I think that whether it's stoicism or, you know, the self-reliance literature that, that, that I'm digging into, I think reminding ourselves, you know, by going back and, and reading um, inspirational works that, that really kind of get to the truth is, is such a great way to stay grounded. Absolutely love that. And another way of staying grounded is knowing the role of the mind, body, and spirit when we're going on this entrepreneurial journey that you're on, John, that I'm on, and Fire Nation, many of you listening are. So what is that role? used to be kind of like a hippie thing 25 30 years ago it was like oh you've got to get your head right because your body and your spirit you know or i mean but now i think it's scientifically you know mainstream you know people realize that that if we're stressed out if we're in our mind we're worrying about what happened yesterday we're constantly worrying about you know what's going to happen tomorrow how is this going to come out it takes a physical toll on our bodies. I mean, I've been doing this for 30 years now. And I mean, it's like running a business is, is, an, is a sport. Uh, and I think that, that, you know, any athlete will tell you that, you know, they've got to, they've got to eat right. They've got to exercise. They've got to meditate. You know, they, they've got to, 
you know, visualize what's going to happen, um, you know, in, in, you know, when the clock starts. Um, and I think that, that having, and, and I, again, as I say, 20 years ago, you know, that was kind of like out there thinking, but I think not only the science, but I just think that, that, you know, so many people are like myself are writing books about mindset that, uh, I, you know, I think that we've kind of come to this realization, you know, how we have to kind of tend all of those things if we're going to do our best work. I love to look at nature. I mean, I just believe that Mother Nature always wins. And I really have to believe that, especially with all of just the, you know, kind of scary global warming things that are going on in this world. But I really do believe in the end, Mother Nature wins and it is going to happen. So I love looking to Mother Nature for you know, just for inspiration, for motivation, and for lessons as well. I mean, here, here I am, just about two years removed from this devastating Category 5 hurricane that just destroyed my island here in Puerto Rico. And I'll tell you, like, I walk out now on my kitchen deck and where I literally could not see a leaf for 50 miles, literally 50 miles, it's now just this unbelievable, lush, gorgeous paradise that it was, you know, the day before the storm. And it's just amazing that Mother Nature seems to always win. So how do you take nature's examples and kind of use those lessons and that knowledge of how to live a joyful life, John? I'm the same way. And in, um, I'm not on an island, but I uh, uh, have a home at about 9,000 feet in the Rocky Mountains. And, uh, you know, there is... I, I, I'm a firm believer in this, but I don't even think you have to be. I mean, I walk outside my door and sit under a tree and I feel better. <laughs> you know, It's called grounding. It's real. The groovy term is forest bathing. That's um, <laughs> what I've heard people call that now. But but there's just, you know, it, we're all connected. Uh, all living things, I think, are connected. And so to, you know, deny that, that there's not some energy that, you know, that we're exchanging with trees, I think is, is probably uh, foolish. But I think whether you believe that or not, you know, having kind of the, the example, and I'll, I'll, I'll read a little bit just from the book because it was sure. a perfect tee up for this. Nature has no desire to succeed. One season inevitably folds into the next, a year marked by change in weather, ecology, and daylight no matter how much force we might exert to contain it. If we attempted to mimic nature, one thing is for sure, we would release the need to control any aspect of our lives. We would give in to what naturally needs to happen. This is a fundamental element of self-reliance, and ironically, by releasing the need to control, we eventually find we gain access to even greater control. Boom. I'll leave it there, but but that's how I view nature. <laughs> and that's what you call Fire Nation, nature's mic drop. So we got a little back-to-back mic drop there. And John, we've been talking about a lot of great topics. Of course, your book, The Self-Reliant Entrepreneur, is chock full of so many more that we could get to in this short audio masterclass we were able to have time for today. So give us the one key takeaway from everything that we talked about that you really want to make sure our listeners walk away with. Give us a little more insight into exactly what Fridays can expect if they pick up the books, The Self-Reliant Entrepreneur, and then we'll say goodbye. Well, sure. So one of the things I think that's significant about the book, this book, or really anything you choose, is it's not a book that you read and go, got that now. It's a Hmm. practice. Um, it, It is something that you show up every day and you work on every day ends actually with um, uh, a challenge question. Um, mm. And so, you know, the hope is that uh, every day you read something, maybe you get a little inspiration, maybe you get something that you, you think about, you take that challenge question and it kind of gets planted in the back of your mind. 
mind. Um, and, and then what happens is even if you don't have the answer to that or you don't think you have the answer to that, things you start witnessing things throughout the day and, and you start going, oh, maybe I do act that way or maybe I, you know, maybe I am. Uh, not letting go in a situation here where I should be letting go, or maybe I'm not seeing the new, you know, real opportunity in what I thought was actually uh, a loss. And so I think that that, whether it's, you know, through a book like this or or just some sort of like morning routine practice that gets your head right, gets you thinking about positive things, you know, keeps you on, on your you know entrepreneurial path, because we all know there's a whole lot of the world conspiring to knock us off that path. And so, you know, you got to practice, you got to, you got to go out there and, and, you know, do put in the reps so that uh, you can remain strong. Put in the reps, Fire Nation, put in those reps. Do you have a specific place, Sean, that you like, you would like Fire Nation to go check out more Intel info about this book and pick it up? You bet. So the book can be purchased anywhere that uh, that you like to buy books. I always love to support those local corner bookstores if you've got a good one in your town. Um, but uh, you can also find out more about the book and some interviews like this that I've done uh, in other um, places at selfreliantentrepreneur.com. Fire Nation, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you've been hanging out with JJ and JLD today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Just type in John, J-O-H-N, into the search bar. The show notes page for this episode will pop up with all of the resources and links that we talked about today, as well as John's two prior episodes, which were on fire as well. And of course, head over to selfreliantentrepreneur.com to learn more about the great work that John has recently published. So John, thank you, brother, for sharing your truth with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we will catch you on the flip side. Always a pleasure. Hey, Fire Nation. Today's value bomb content was brought to you by John. And know this, successful entrepreneurs accomplish big goals period. That's why I created the Freedom Journal to guide you in accomplishing your number one goal in 100 days. Might sound like a long time. It's not. And we're talking step-by-step, Fire Nation, step-by-step. Ooh, baby, gonna get with you. Mm. Oh, little nuke is on the block. Sorry. Anyways, visit thefreedomjournal.com. Use promo code podcast for a $15 discount. That's quince if you speak Spanish. And I just want to say thank you for listening to my podcast. And that's why I'm giving you that $15 discount. I'll catch you there, Fire Nation, or I'll catch you on the flip side. Getting your sales copy and funnels just right can be difficult, but with ClickFunnels' new One Funnel Away Challenge, you can have everything up, running, and optimized in just 30 days. Join the next One Funnel Away Challenge for just $100 at eofire.com slash funnel. That's eofire.com slash funnel. Looking for a place you can go where hiring is simple, fast, and smart? That place is ZipRecruiter. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ziprecruiter.com slash fire. That's ziprecruiter.com slash fire. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.